Ladies and gentlemen of the worldwide interwebs, good evening and welcome to Joe's People. It's a Catholic podcast, but it's not totally lame. This week on the big show, Joe's number one fan, Juliana, joins him as co-host. They interview Joe's friend, Carly De Felice, about her journey from debt to financial security and her program, Cash Money Revolution. There's enough money talk to get kicked out of the temple. And now, the man who makes me a better Catholic. Wait, I'm not saying that. Weren't you the one who told Eve that the apple was allowed on the paleo diet? Hey, stick to the script, or we'll get somebody else to do this. Alright, anyway. The man who makes me a better Catholic, Mr. Joe Geisler. And his number one fan, Juliana. But yeah, so that was, that was an awesome introduction, wasn't it? <laughs> that, was, that was a great intro. There was a, there, there'll be an introduction you know, cut in before this. Oh, okay. So yeah, so oh, it was, was awesome, wasn't it? That was great. And the music, the band. I love the band. Yes. Um, yeah, thanks for that Thanks for that, uh, that song and Katie. That was awesome. Yeah, Katie Holmes. So yeah, so uh, all right, now today, this week, I'm, uh, I'm here with my buddy uh, Juliana, and uh, last name pronounced Baird, right? Yeah, it's like and the I, bread. Yeah, I keep thinking of the bread. Uh, so you're not in no relation? You don't get any cut from that? No, um, I did go to the factory, though, oh. when I was probably in middle school, and it's in Fort Worth. Oh, okay. And yeah. so I got a lot of the, oh, are you related? No. I would have just said, yeah, maybe. You know, you don't know. Maybe you are. I don't know. My parents are really into genealogy, and so um, my dad told me we were 40th cousins or something like that. Yeah. But I don't think we get it cut. Huh. So. Okay, that's tough. Yeah. We went to the Braun factory when I was a kid. Brahms? Uh, Braun. Oh. B-R-A-U-N. Braun. Oh, like bread. the products. And I think is no matter how awful the bread is, when it's cooking, it smells really good. Yes. So yeah, it's not like when you're going down the highway, I don't get sued. But and I'm you just can saying, smell the bread. Yeah, yeah, smell the smell of the bread. They said the people that work there, like work at a bread factory, they just hate it. Cause oh no. They get smelled all day, so every day for. You can't go home and eat bread after that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So now, now you're, I, you're you might be on my number one fan. I think <laughs> that makes me creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't write letters or I don't have a club or anything. Not yet, no, but no, yeah, so no. <laughs> I'm not a creeper. <laughs> well, you might be my only fan, actually. That's and I'm, so that might make you my problem. No, I actually I get, I get fans. I get, Am I the only listener? No, no. I th- I think you I just get, get like one ping a week. I think, I think I get from Austin. I, yeah, I was looking. I get. I got, I got a hit from Iran and from United Arab Emirates. So you have other fans. Uh, you just yeah, don't yeah. know what they look like. Yeah, India and um, uh, Br- uh, Brazil. So I got some people down there. The UK. Like I'd like to. I'd like to hear from my British fans too. How, do they have a way on your website to respond to you? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They could, they could at least say hi. I don't know. Nobody ever even, like, you know. Is there a comment section? Yeah, they could get on my Facebook page. and Well, they can comment. They can comment on the website. Nobody ever does, but it, <laughs> it is possible. But it's out there. It's out there. They can go if the they feel. If they want to troll. They can even, I, I'll take trolls. British trolls. British trolls. Are those the be best awesome. kind? They, 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 <laughs> yeah, it'd, be, it'd just be awesome. You're like, yes, quite. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> Sir, I like in in the autonomous. They always start with sir. If you read like the letters to the editor, okay, make it seem more civilized. Right, everything starts with sir, and like it's not really probably on the letter unless you're like an economist, you know, groupie or whatever. But yeah, so but yeah, so yeah, so now you're yeah yeah. You, you mentioned that yeah, you like listen to my podcast, and you actually you know like listen and remember. I do, and then so, I quote you on things. Yeah, that's pretty good. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm one for trivia. Yeah. Random pieces of information. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm full of that. Yeah. <laughs> Useless info. Yeah, so it is exciting to be here now. And uh, so we have the, uh, um, you know, we got the state of the art recording studio. Get the band oh yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And we're eventually going to have the uh, theology of the body dancers. So. Excellent. So are we just going to listen to the shuffling of their feet, or? <laughs> I'm not sure how that'll work. You know, maybe we'll get a video eventually. Okay. How will the listeners know if they're dancing well? I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is right. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta think about it. I did hear, well, here's a moment where I'm going to quote you. Um, I did hear the one where you were at the National Catholic Singles Conference. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you were talking to some people about, I guess somebody had written a book about dancing and theology of the body. Yeah, yeah. Theology of dance, yeah. Yeah, so I that didn't was interesting. I didn't buy into it, but yeah, it was, it was good. So, but, uh, I don't yeah, know. no, I, I, I think it's good. Well, uh, you know, I think the main part is to dance without it being, you know, uh, creepy. So, it's true. Or, uh, 
or Ali, without it, like dancing should, well, it shouldn't lead you to sin, right? So it'd be good. Right. It's good if it's not like a, you know, there's not grinding involved. <laughs> massive human contact. No, I like dancing that takes skill. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, practice. That's why I like swing. Yes, so. it takes a lot and, of skill. And you know, two step, it's just staggering, basically. With you, you know, no, you can get you can get really good and learn impressive things. I, I guess you can. You I've can. never seen it, but yeah, that's, uh, it's out there. Yeah, I'm sure it is. YouTube yeah. videos. There, there actually will be a, a particular dance we were talking about. Yeah, we'll have. I think it'll be both two step and swing. Yes. particular dance we're talking about that you're not going to name because you don't yeah, want to date your yeah. podcast? Well, it's, yes, it's <laughs> but there was dancing. So we will also not date the podcast by talking uh, about certain sporting events sporting happening yeah, all over the world right now? Yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's always some <laughs> okay. event going on. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was. I was going to get a t-shirt that said, like, the sports team. It's on, it's from despair.com. Uh, it says the, the sports team from my local area is superior to the sports team from my <laughs> local area. Just so, you know. Just so you can, you can show your hometown pride, you know. So, but yeah, uh, see what I like is that you mentioned that you like to make productive use of your time while you're in your car. Yes. So you listen to my podcast, which you know it's questionable decision. Uh, <laughs> well, you're not the only podcast I listen to. Oh, what else do you? I mean? don't just play it on a loop or anything. Um, uh, like a competition. Am I allowed I to was, name names here? I was the only one. Yeah, I don't know. nobody listens, so it's fine. <laughs> you're the one who's going to listen to this. Um, okay, so there's yeah. uh, Father Robert Barron. Oh yeah, I like he has him. his word on fire. He does a. Uh, like a sermon every week, you know, the same way that, or homily that yeah, you would yeah. do in the church. And so I listen to him. I like him a lot. And, um, I listen to understanding the scriptures. So it goes into extreme detail th- about a textbook. It's like Bible nerd things, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like extremely detailed information. Um, cool. and then there's also stuff to blow your mind, um, and radio lab and they, they tell stories and investigate weird science things. I like, uh, I was like trying to scope out the competition mm-hmm. or mostly like steal ideas from people. So I ran into, um, Catholic stuff you should know. Okay. Um, it's like, I think it's recorded in somebody's basement and then it's like. As opposed to our high tech studio here. Oh yeah, our high tech <laughs> studio. Yeah. I mean, this is, we're above ground. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Well, okay. I've recorded, recorded in like a studio. I've like rented out studio time and it's just been awesome. Cause then I don't know. Right. right. And then, but then it costs like, you know, a certain amount of like, I don't know, $25 an hour. You know, I can't, I don't get that kind of money. So, so, uh, so then, uh, so then, <laughs> then, yeah, then we're like, like at the cathedral, but then like the cathedral's in is like a hundred years old and now all the air conditioning is really, really loud. So if I record the cathedral in pretty much every room, there's noise, there's some irritating uh, air conditioning. Right. Noise. And, and then one time we shut off the air conditioning, but then the librarian came out and turned it back on. So, oh. so that didn't work out well. We have recorded at St. Albert's. Um, okay. it's kind of sweet actually, but, uh, I gotta, you know, I just gotta reserve it though. It's a lot of effort, and I got to travel. So, <laughs> but yeah, fortunately, I'm uh, recording in our, our high tech studio here. Mm-hmm, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, anyway, yeah, they, they record a basement, and then um, it's like a priest who sounds like he's sort of in his twenties. He's got a Boston accent. It sounds like always oh, sounds like he sort of just woke up. And then, uh, <laughs> in the basement, yeah, and then he slept, and then, and then just immediately turned and sat on his bed yeah, towards the microphone. Like, yeah, yeah, and then there's a deacon with him, and they're like they're both in their twenties, and they're sort of young guys, and then uh, and then they um. Usually, like, the podcast is cut off by somebody has to come down and do laundry. <laughs> somebody's got to use the somebody's got to use the washer dryer. Uh, we got to cut off for this week, so it's kind of. But huh. like, you know, we're not we're not cut off. I'm not limited by anything like no, that. No, we so. could just banter for an hour. We could, yeah. So, but no but, one would listen. Yeah, well, you know, you, well, you'll listen. So that's. The thing. <laughs> I don't want to listen to myself. <laughs> I, yeah, I, don't I already know. know what I said. Well, James, uh, you know, James will listen to his own podcast <laughs> over and over. He loves to hear the sound of his own voice. And like you know, you normally think that that would be you know. Um, What's that word? Uh, uh, checking yourself out in the mirror and all that. Um, narcissistic. Uh, narcissistic, exactly. Yeah. So, but now, <laughs> what about? Uh, wait. Yes. How did you hear about the podcast? You handed me a business card. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> At the the lunch after the noon mass cathedral. Oh, okay. We went to so personal word of mouth marketing. That's good. Yeah. I think so we went the thousands of dollars I poured into it. Right. Just didn't, didn't work whatsoever. Right. Well, I'm kind of like not on Facebook that much. And so that doesn't really work for me. I get Google AdWords too. So if you, I also don't like to check my email. (laughs) I'm trying to go off the grid. Okay. So you're off the grid. So we're a a multi-pronged marketing approach. No, I'm sure that's great. I, I, you know, talk about myself constantly. So that helps too. (laughs) Okay. So now you're a convert. And now did you say you converted because of life team music? Was that, that was that the big thing? No, I thought you said something about life. Are you like no, no, no. So the life team mass at my church, yeah. or 
I guess my friend's church that I started going to yeah. was just really good, like really well done. And you know how music can kind of turn you off or oh, yeah. really help you out. And so it was a good, it was a good group. We had the music and then we'd have dinner all together and all the moms would make food and then we'd have life night and okay. it was cool college kids. So we were interested in being there and yeah, yeah we went on some retreats and I just oh, really felt like but life teen is for like teens though. Was it when you were a teen? Right. But the core members, the, like the adults leading it. Oh, so we're younger. Okay, no, 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 I was in high school, and then college okay. kids were helping out. I see. Okay. And so I was like, "Wow, they're so cool." So. I see. So I mean, whole college kids. Uh, yes. So that well, so that got me to stay there, and then. So it actually does work. So. I've done right. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty okay. That's good. So um, yeah, I'll stop. I, I, I'll stop ripping on life team because uh, yeah, I, you know, I prefer like the cathedral and you know, choir and all that. And. Well, now I do. So. But at the time. When you're a kid. Right. So, um, so it does appeal to the kids. So. Yeah. No, it was good. They did a good job. I like to call the UCC kids uh, kids because I think college kids, they, they like being called kids. Right? I, don't, I mean, I do youth group now and they don't like being called kids. Okay, yes. Yeah, I've decided to call them high schoolers and they if seem to like that. I beer all the time, maybe that would appeal to them. <laughs> the bunks making beer. And maybe. Stuff. So what, now, what, okay, now you're a dietitian. Yes, with a T. You said now it's D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. Yes. Which really isn't that important for radio. But, I, yeah, I uh, actually spell it with a C. Now, it's not the same as a nutritionist, because I introduced you no. as a nutritionist once. And, uh, and, and I uh, gave you an evil stare. No, I think Sam said, like, I don't know, somebody asked me. <laughs> they said, oh, so Joe says you're a nutritionist, and then you must have you know, corrected him, and then they corrected me. So, But, yeah, and it's something entirely different. It's, so, okay, so do you really want to know? So it has nothing to do with food, then? Is that is that the point a nutritionist does, or what's the... No, no, okay, so nutritionist doesn't have like a legal meaning definition as far as what kind of training you have to go through. So I am both a dietitian and a nutritionist. Okay. So I can okay. Be but you could be a nutritionist. Oh, yeah. Right. You could okay. say, hi, I'm Joe. I'm a nutritionist. And yeah. I would be none the wiser. Um, there are lots of different nutrition things out there and I don't want to, you know, fire people up too much, but as far as like insurance laws are concerned and things like that, yeah. dietitian is, you know, the people that you see in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're not the quack, the right. The so right. Okay. So you have to go through like a certain amount of training, and you have yeah. to go through like a residency esque sort of okay, rotations yeah. thing. You have to take you have to be licensed. the equivalent of a bar exam. Like oh, really? you have to take like a national like exam about nutrition, and then you have to get licensure in your state. So hmm. that's why when people call me nutritionist, I'm like, no, but I did all I these see. things. Like well, I get you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, maybe yeah. it's just me being prideful. I uh, no, yeah, I see. What, what about uh, so the, the whole gluten celiac thing? That's just a big scam. Don't <laughs> uh, tell you I don't want to talk about nutrition. <laughs> no, I've decided that. I know I've decided that people get more fired up about gluten than about social justice. <laughs> it's true. I was hoping. I, I was. Uh, you know, I, I try to say controversial things, but I don't oh know, gosh, a, don't worry, nobody, nobody listens. <laughs> but yeah. So what about? Uh, uh, okay, yeah. So I want to talk about uh, me now. So okay. what about? Um, uh, oh yeah. So I, I talked about the upcoming uh, uh, Bishop Mike Sis's um, ordination. So yeah, I went to his. It's an Episcopal ordination. Okay. And, and it's different actually. We haven't had an installation of Bishop Vasquez here. Okay. He was already a bishop. He was but he just auxiliary. was like a lateral move. Yeah, yeah. So, well, sort of up, but not quite. He was already in diagonally. The yeah, there you go. <laughs> diagonal. But, diagonal. But yeah, he. Uh, but it was interesting. Uh, we went to. It was a San Angelo, and they invited everybody, and then we had it in a big uh, uh, basketball stadium there in San Angelo. And uh, um, well, oh yeah, there was like thirty bishops there. There was the the. So there's an archbishop in San Antonio who's our. Um, He's our Metropolitan Archbishop, so he's the one that he's sort of like higher level. Okay. Effectively. So um, uh, he installed, he did the in, uh, ordination um, mass, but but uh, there were, it was like everybody was involved. All the bishops were involved. They came up and put their hand on on his head or placed their hands on his head, mm -hmm. and um, they you know they anointed him with his head with oil, just sort of old school, you know, just like he would with you know just like David was, and. Um, they really got him with oil. Like they were, they <laughs> head, his hair would, and uh, we got a picture later with him, and he still had like all the oil was still sort of. In <laughs> but we got the back to back photo. I'll have to put that up. So, but then and then there, yeah, there was like a couple archbishops, about thirty bishops. There was about one hundred and fifty priests. There were lords and ladies of the of the knights of the holy or lords and ladies of the holy sepulchre, which is some ordin 
Some organization that can't know that what that is. Takes care of the Holy Land. So, oh, but uh, yeah, awesome. I think it's a lot of rich people that they get time to deal with that. So. And then, uh, but it, it looked kind of cool. And then there's you know, Knights of Columbus there in all different colors, and uh, it was it was pretty sweet. I like their their hats. Yeah, but yeah, the the Knights of Holy Sepulchre they kind of had cool did they hats. have and good hats? The, okay. the ladies of the Holy Sepulchre they come in and they're dressed like widows. They have like these black dresses on and black veils, mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded me. I think I had, like sort of like King Arthur and. Uh, 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 when the ladies took them off to Avalon, they're all they're all dressed in black. Okay, so it kind of reminded me. Of I was that. hoping you were going to say they were going to wear powdered wigs or something like that. No, no, like the they French were. Court. Uh, no, they were almost dressed like brides in, but in black. Okay, and yeah, with veils. It was it was different. So, but uh, and then um. Uh, yeah, there were some hardcore Austin Catholics that came over, but most most of my friends were early men, and they wouldn't they wouldn't drive three hours for you know, Bishop Sis. So it's, it's I mean you know it's okay if they don't. Love it's hard it, when it's on a Monday. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was my birthday, so I took uh-huh. the day off, and I thought, what better way to spend my birthday? So well, you also knew him. Yeah, I knew him too. Yeah, well, know him. He's but still there. That knew him, that wouldn't do it. But you know they 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 watched online or whatever you know. So it's kind of, but yeah, and then um, my buddy Anthony Whistler was there, and he's always. Fun. We have, yeah, I gotta get him on a show, but he's, he's just busy, man. But he knows like more, <laughs> he seems to know more people than I do, and um, that's a lot of people. Yeah, he has, and then he's he doesn't even live here, and he, I think he knows more people. Than <laughs> than I do, so, and then he knows like what's going on in all around the world in the church. Okay. And then I like I asked him once, like when the papal conclave was going on, I'm like, hey, you want? I was I was just you know, on a lark, I was thinking of going, you know. He goes, well, yeah, I might go. I was already need to go to talk to some cardinals over there about stuff I'm doing. The usual. Yeah, so I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what he has going on, but yeah, he's uh, he's pretty fun. Yeah. I think the reason he knows more people than I do, he actually likes talking to people. So, like sometimes I will, sometimes, <laughs> but like he always likes to talk. He'll just talk to everybody, and then he, you know, he's he's you no know, happy and jolly. But yeah, um, and then we like we bought a priest a beer. We went to this one college hangout near there. Is like um, I forget the name of it, but a uh, cork and pig or something like that. Some bar. Some okay. hangout, and we got like a pizza. We we bought a priest a beer, and then he gave me a blessing for my birthday. So it's pretty sweet. That's all it takes. Yeah, actually, Anthony bought the uh, Whistler bought the beer because he was buying my dinner. So, but we offered, so I offered to have Anthony buy the priest a beer. But anyway, it worked though. So it was pretty sweet. Nice, yeah. nice. And it's you know it's good in priest right there. Allowed to hang out and drink beer. So in fact, that's true. Make beer. It's true. So, it's, it's one of the. See, it's one of the good things being a Catholic. You get yeah. in, you get into all that. That's pretty sweet. I'm not really a beer person. Not really? Sorry. All the glutens, probably. (laughs) Gluten is evil. Don't eat it. No, I'm kidding. Please do. I like my my pretzels (laughs) with the extra gluten sprinkles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps their shape. Yeah. So we're going to talk to our buddy Carly. uh, And then she she can talk to us all about, uh, we're going to talk about stewardship today. Mm -hmm. About how it's not just, usually stewardship is like. Time, talent, um, and treasure. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, but it's pretty much this, the the Catholic service appeal. That's when you hear about it, and uh, and they well, they, but there's stewardship that applies to other things. You can be exactly. a good steward so, of anything, any of God's gifts. Right? Exactly, your time, talent, treasure. Yes, and uh, I'm I'm gonna do a whole segment on how people are stingy with their time. So they they schedule everything, and they're like, you know, give you a minute or a second. I'm totally guilty of that. Yeah, so, so we'll get, we'll get I overbook. at some point, yeah. It's more like yeah, you have so many opportunities second. that you don't want to miss them. Exactly. But then you end up not being able to devote all your energy to one or the other. So you just end up looking like you're late all the time, which is what happens yeah. to me. You say yes to too many things. Yeah, yes. So, but yeah, so um, my thing was to rebrand stewardship so that it's not just about like writing out a check to the diocese on Catholic Service Appeal Day, but you know, or whatever. It's that it's also, yeah, it's also getting involved and like you know, being there, and um, mm-hmm. but it's also about um, being um, responsible with your money, like figuring, get, getting it under control. So, yeah, and I took the Dave Ramsey course, which uh, so you're all into like making productive use of your time. I so am. Probably. So he was one of the other podcasts that I tried to listen to, but he made me kind of angry. Listen to so I can. So I know it'd be competition, but I can give you CDs you can listen to in your car too. No, he's I just not my thing. I really? don't know. But that's what we're going to talk about is the alternative to like the Catholic response, maybe to Dave Ramsey might be interesting. Okay. Or how does Carly? Use I mean, I think his methods differ from Dave are Ramsey, so. just fine. I think it was yeah. just personality. He's a good man. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he is. I'm not saying anything about about him. It's, it's just you know, he was too intense for me. I think that's what it was. Yeah, he's yeah. You need shock therapy though for some people. They right? Can, Maybe that's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure he does a great job. That's good. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. Well, but anyway, it's going to be fun to have Carly on. So we'll, she'll tell her, her her tell us her life story, and 
we'll try to keep it from sounding like an infomercial. So okay. So I, I think this might be her calling. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll maybe she answered. Yeah, we'll break in a little bit. Maybe she's lost. This is Mary McClory. M little C big C little L O R Y, and you're listening to Joe's People. We invite you to join thousands of faithful throughout our Austin Diocese to collectively make or renew our total consecration to Jesus through Mary at a special Holy Mass on the Feast of the Annunciation of the Lord. Rosary and Mass will be offered on Tuesday, March 25th at 6 p.m. at St. Mary Cathedral in Austin. Please visit www.texastojesusthroughmary.org for more information. That's T E X A S. T-O-J-E-S-U-S-T-H-R-O-U-G-H-M-A-R-Y dot O-R-G for more info. Also, Rosary and Mass will also be offered at five other host parishes, one of which may be closer to you than a cathedral. In Buda at Santa Cruz Church, in College Station at St. Thomas Aquinas Church, in Colleen at St. Joseph Church, Martindale at Immaculate Heart of Mary Church, and Round Rock at St. William Church. Thank you. All right, so we're back uh, after that banter. Uh, that, was, that was awesome banter. By the way, so. <laughs> Thank you. And now you're going to have to listen to your own banter. No, I think you should have fast to. Forward. Yeah, we'll back again. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, all right, so now we're uh, now we're joined by Carly, and it's De Felice? De Felice? How do, how do you pronounce uh, that? De Felice. De Felice. So, okay. De Felice. So it's French? Italian. Italian. De Felice. Italian. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. So, uh... All right, so now, um, let's see, yeah, I'm trying to, yes, yeah, so now you've been one of my people, actually, for a fairly short time, but now we, yep. did we, now, <laughs> so we first met at, like, a Theology on Tap in person, but, like, we met online somehow, <laughs> as I recall, right? Was well, the, no, uh, I'm Sam, Sam and I grew up together okay, yeah, in Fort okay. Worth. And Sam's and one of my closest friends. I, I so we've just been in the so. same circle yeah, yeah. for a while. That's true. And recent Theology on Taps, we've gotten to be great friends. Right, Joe? Great friends. Awesome <laughs> friends, actually. I witnessed yeah. it this past one. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then uh, all the no warranties impressed or express are implied on anything that you say. But yeah, so yeah, no, it's been great. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so now, um, okay, yeah, so, uh, yeah, okay, now what I like about you is you're, you're very enterprising. You don't, you don't just, you didn't just graduate college and just start drawing a paycheck, so now. Right. Now you, you got a whole story and you, you got your, uh, um, you got your YouTube channel, which I like. So. Yes. And then the um, what I think I like the best is you have the different photos and uh, I like the like the naughty librarian look. The oh, I like. I think we should use that one for the podcast. Oh, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, but yeah. So you watch it until you're. Would you call it the naughty librarian? It is not naughty. I'm just wearing glasses and my hair is in a bun. It's counseling. classy. It's okay, classy. It's no, well, classy. Yeah, I didn't say classy. Interpretation. It might have just been, yeah, that, that could have been, uh, but uh, off the, the you know, idea was body, to look uh, like uh, a teacher. I am teaching teacher. people about it. money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. okay. so. I'm not naughty. Okay. No. Yeah, it's not. We won't, we won't go there. Okay, yeah, so now, uh, what, so, um, yeah, so you started your own yes. business right out of, or you, you started doing sales right out of, right out of school. Yes, so. And you went to UT. I studied finance. At McCombs, uh-huh. and I graduated in 08, which is right when the market crashed. Oh, yeah. And um, I remember going into my finance professor's office hours and just kind of thinking, like, what should I do about this whole job thing? Yeah. And um, at the time, I had been selling security systems door to door. And she said, well, Carly, you've done pretty well with that. Why don't you just go out and start your own business doing that? Yeah. And I couldn't. Now, how long have you been doing that while you're, I mean, you just um, your way through school doing that? So, before I even went to college, I, age 18, drove halfway across the country and started doing door to door sales. Um, every summer, I'd work like 80 hours a Man. week, hitting the doors, 100 degree weather. Um, now, how many times do people just tell you to get out there? Go away. A lot. Okay, so. so you got used to being. Like, I'm like no rejection, plur- like yeah. yeah. Tell me no. It's not a big deal. Awesome. You do the thing where you like put your foot in the door. Or, or, no, I'm or, not a, a pushy salesperson. I'm just yeah. pleasantly persistent. Yeah, that's the way I like to to view it. Um, that's what there was a comedian saying. He sold <laughs> stuff door to door, and the life lesson he learned is people don't like to be disturbed at home. 
So That's that was, true. Yeah. What about, I mean, that, but it seems like a good idea, though, because, like, they're already kind of on edge that some some crazy person's, like, humping knocked on their door, so they're thinking, <laughs> yeah, I do need a security system. Exactly, like, you know, yes. Yeah, who knows? You keep people away, right? So that's <laughs> awesome, yeah. In yeah. fact, if you could just, like, break in the night before. And no, like, no, 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 But eh, just a thought, just throwing stuff out there. So now what, uh... Yeah, so, okay, yeah, so... Uh-huh. So, yeah, so that that's what I was doing at the time. The market literally tanked, like, right when I graduated, so... Now, what um, would you normally do when you graduate in finance degree? You go to a well, and start a... Uh, yeah, or, you know, just corporate job, climb the corporate ladder, um, but there really weren't that many jobs at the time, and so um, she said, just, why don't you go out there, start your own company, and there was one problem that I thought of, and that was, well, who's going to do the installs? Yeah. So I actually rolled up my sleeves and trained myself how to install security systems. So there I was, like, college grad from one of the best finance schools in the nation, um, went door-to-door, you know, now selling and also installing <laughs> security systems, which is nuts. So, I mean, there wasn't a guy that you could have hired to do that? Or it would have just been too expensive? It would have been, yeah, expensive. Because there's a lot of, like, tones that I thought yeah. they would go around. The, you got felons that just, no, just show up. I thought that most of the guys that do their felons, right? It, no. Just, okay. No, you know, no. They bonded and licensed and all that? Or they, right. Well, I figured they install the system and they come back later and break in, right? Isn't that the, or, we have, yeah, um, I had to get literally, like, an FBI. Like, they took my fingerprints, did a whole FBI background check. Because they have to actually that, trust yeah. you. Because you right, know how like, to disable their system. Exactly. So. What I would do is have two security systems. <laughs> Systems. So then you, you don't know the other who going on, right? So and a dog, but, maybe you know. So, but anyway, sorry. Good. Yeah. Well, so I did that, um, and I actually went from owing like thirty four thousand dollars in student loans and a car loan um, to paying it off with a nest egg of over one hundred thousand dollars by age twenty six. That's pretty sweet. And so, literally one day, I passed my office, aka. Barnes and Noble. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That's what Seinfeld says: is that now coffee shops, people they think yeah. they buy a cup of coffee, it's, they get a right it's, to set up a small business. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They just like get your get your <laughs> cappuccino and get out of there. You know, just get to set up a business. So, so. But I I was driving by and I found um, it was an investment center and I literally just walked in like bright eyed and said hi. Literally, I said hi. I'm Carly. I want to be a financial advisor. You know, I wanted to, I loved personal finance. I had that degree. Um, so that literally started my quest to get back into finance. Well, I mean, like, so what do you think about China now? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of China. And, but I hear Mongolia is pretty, pretty sweet right now. But it's, like, hard to get into Mongolia. So, but anyway, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll put That's a spot funny. there. Like, no comment. It's just, no. just not the place to be anymore. I don't know. But, uh, so, what, uh, yeah, so... Yes, yeah, yeah. so you want to, okay, yeah. you want to be a, a CFP? Or and, yeah, then I, well, I started interviewing, and one company literally asked, well, Carly, why do you want to be a financial advisor? And there I was, and I said, I want to help young adults manage money. And quickly, the rejection letters yeah, just rolled it. on in. You want to help fat cats get fatter. Right, that's, yeah. That's what you're... I, and I found that it's just in the investment world, they would want me to be dealing with high net worth individuals, um, bringing in the clients, and essentially selling investments and selling insurance. And that's not what I wanted. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to help everyday people, especially young adults, learn the basics of how to invest, how to get out of debt, how to buy a house, how to manage money just day to day. So literally with coffee in hand and my laptop, uh, you know, I kept installing security systems by day and by night started typing and um, came up with Cash Money Revolution, where it's a movement and a course where I teach others how to gain financial independence. Cool. I think I met you the first time when you were just starting yes. to do that. Yes. Like happy hour. and Yep. It was the questions of, what do you do? Yeah. Well, install a security system. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to teach courses. And I was like, yep. oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> It seems like we get a lot of break-ins in Austin. Uh, it's, uh, there are, uh, yeah. Is it, uh, is it, now is it scattered around the city, or are there hot spots, or are there... Because, uh, see, what I understand is it like, you know, it's going to be in the richer neighborhoods you're going to get broken into, right? Nobody's going right. to steal you know, something out of the hood, right? So, well, I hear, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've done security for so long now, I hear about break-ins 
everywhere. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of security systems. So I use one personally. So. Cool. So now, uh, yeah, I was thinking of maybe a stun gun or, uh, <laughs> or having a dog. Like, but, uh, but, yeah, a, uh, um, what else are we going to get to? Oh, yeah, so um, now... Uh, Okay, I see. I don't forget. We'll, we'll get into Dave Ramsey in the next segment. But the, um, but yeah. Okay, so now your thing is now you have a boot camp, and then you teach people about. Um, yep. So you have a boot camp, which is like a one day thing. Yeah. And then you got like a how many how many week program five week program. So I actually started off with a five week program um, where I work with with people, um, and then my target is actually Gen Y, you know, twenty thirty somethings. And our attention span is very small. (laughs) And so I was like, well, let's kind of take the best of my course and condense it into an hour um, where I teach everything I possibly can about investing, like how to start investing, like how your 401k plan works or how your IRA works or, you know, what is diversification or asset allocation, these kind of funky out there terms that most people are just not taught about. Um, it's kind of a scam right now. I mean, you get like 0.001% or something like that. So it's not even any point having a savings account. Kind of right, right, yeah. And then the banks, the Fed's going to like drop the, the rate they pay the banks to like from 0.25% to zero. Oh my gosh, So now yeah. instead of the bank, the banks are supposed to make money by like loaning money. Right. So instead of that, they're just going to charge you for, for your checking account. Right. Instead of uh, actually jerks. having a... Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> no fat cat bashing though. I That was a Mr. Burns. Uh, see, there was a guy that was headed infomercial where he's like... I'm going to teach you some techniques, including some the Wall Street fat cats don't know about. And Mr. Burns is sitting in the front row. He's like, oh, here we go with the fat cat bash. <laughs> you know, someone told me that I reminded them of Mr. Burns somehow. And I was like, oh, really? I mean, I don't really, I've never really watched The Simpsons, but I don't know that it's a good reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, it's because like, I say excellent. 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 I say that. Is he that his great the other day. Yeah, he always says excellent. Well, he always steeples his fingers. And does, does, yeah, no, I do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's so then I, I am like Mr. Burns in that pretty much, yeah. way. That's, that's, yeah, that could be a good thing. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so... Um, Sorry. Yeah, we're <laughs> So yeah, so then you get a longer program. Yes. That, uh, so is it like a couple hours a night? Uh, yeah, a so it's like a once a week, an hour. Um, the setup is where um, there is... I wanted it to be something where people don't just learn and then it's like, okay, great, how do I apply that? So... For example, each week is a challenge. So the first week, the challenge is to take responsibility and manage your money like a business. Yeah. So um, I teach how to fill in your balance sheet, which to me I love, you know, all these financial things like your assets, everything you own, and then your liabilities, like looking at the student loans or the credit cards, what what you owe. Um, So I teach about it, and then their challenge is to go home and actually fill in their statements. And so each week... Um, there's a lesson with an interactive challenge. Yeah. Yep. Cool. That's the thing is, I think that um, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense that, you know, we um, we have different requirements in our, our high school and college curricula for education in all sorts of different fields, but not in financial education. Right. And uh, it doesn't really make sense. For, I mean, we even we do have, like, you know, actually, when they made the guys take home ec at, uh, at, when I was in, uh, in, like, seventh and eighth grade, or maybe ninth, I don't know. But um, we learned how to like cook, make cookies and stuff. But like, make you know, cookies, we, yeah. yeah. We didn't actually. We, cookies you know, are important. But yeah, no, cookies are, they are. They're incredibly like, important. But I mean, but like, but then you know, they didn't go over like you know how to how to do a monthly budget or something. Right, right? or like, so, I think the concept of balancing your account is just totally foreign. Like, what? I just look online and see how much money and then spend or exactly not right, or. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's made it all. It's made it very uh, automatic to right. uh, get into debt. Yeah, so. Well, all right. Well, let's let's take a break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about our, our buddy Dave Ramsey and all uh, right. and our, our view of uh, stewardship. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be back. Hey, folks. We want to let you know that the Joe's People Amazon store is open for business. Just go to joespeople.com and click on our store link at the top, or you can go directly at joespeople.com slash store. We have some of Joe's favorite Catholic books, music, and movies. We have both paper and Kindle books, and music by Catholic musicians, including one of Joe's favorites, composer and pianist Eric Jenis. Come check us out. That's joespeople.com slash store. Thanks, and God bless. All right, so yes, we're back with uh, good buddy Carly. So now, um, uh, okay, yeah, well, yeah, why don't we talk about Dave? Uh, so I've taken okay. Dave Ramsey's class um, 
Uh, he talks about, uh, uh, you know, well, we'll get into stewardship, but I mean, he talks about being responsible yep. for your money, with your money, and um, basically, he has the baby steps. Yes. And, uh, um, I, yeah, I took his class, and it's offered at both, he's, pro, you know, he's Protestant. Right. He talks about the biblical approach to money. Yep. It, it's, you know, his stuff is, it's taught in, you know, the mega churches. it's also taught, I took it at St. John Newman. Okay. So, you know, he taught, you know, he doesn't say anything that's necessarily against, you know, you know, our the Catholic, Catholic teaching. But, right. Um, but um, he talks about, you know, being a responsible steward of God's, you know, what God gives you, that everything's basically God's and you're taking care of exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. So, so like, how, how do you think, like, the Catholic view of that would be slightly different? Right. Well, I guess the big thing that I kind of noticed, um, I, I definitely love Dave Ramsey. I love his yeah. message. Um, one, one thing that he says often is, you know, live like no one else so later you can live like no one else. Yes, you can live that live uh, high life later. Exactly. Poor, live like a poor person now and save and invest right now. Exactly. So I guess and then another thing, his seventh baby step is to build wealth and give. Yeah. Um, and I think that's awesome. But I do feel like maybe, or not necessarily, I'm not speaking on behalf of the Catholic Church. But, oh, but he's talking about tithing as he you does. Go right? Exactly. One thing, though, that I'm trying to bring awareness, especially with Cash Money Revolution and hopefully within the Catholic community, is it's not, because I know sometimes immediately when especially uh, people of faith hear, oh, build wealth, immediately you think like, oh, you know, Jesus wasn't wealthy, like we're not meant to be wealthy, you know. You're going to be the candle trying to get through the other deal. Exactly. It's going to be tough. And Dave definitely um, acknowledges that. in his teachings, but one thing that I want to teach uh, and kind of get the message out is it's not necessarily about building wealth. Um, what is really important is just understanding that we, it's not, oh, a nice thing to be wealthy when you retire. It's like the way things are now, we have got to save and we have got to invest for our future. Yeah, we can't, we can't assume Social like, Security is going to take As yeah. stewards and as Christians, it's something that we have got to do because, you know, it used to be. You'd work 30 years, you'd retire at 65, you'd have a pension. Um, Social Security was supplemental. You'd live like three or four years in your retirement. Your golden years were golden. And now pension plans are things of the past. Um, You know, people live well into their 80s or 90s. And so you're going to have a solid 20 to 30 years of needing to support yourself and literally, Social Security is basically meant to, like, keep you from starving to death. Yeah. So part of Cash Money Revolution, and hopefully within this Catholic community, I'd like to get the message out that it's not about building wealth. It's not like, oh, a nice thing to go for. It's like something as Americans, as Christians, we have got to be putting money away for our future. Yeah. Um, Can I throw something in? Yeah. Okay, so I work at a hospital, and I okay. see a lot of... You're older and you have chronic disease. Right. And that costs money. Right. And so it's the same idea as if you don't do something about it now, you're going to end up in this state of... Extreme, extreme poverty, essentially. And then you have all these extra costs of, like, the insurance only pays for so much. Right. And here you are getting dialysis. Exactly. (laughs) And so it's um, it's not, oh, building wealth. It's like... This is something we all have got to figure out yeah. and do <laughs> as Americans. It's with, not a nice to have. It's, it's, it's now, so. We have got yeah. to do this as a country. And that was the purpose, cash money revolution. I want it to be a revolution. People coming to, together and realizing, yes, we have got to gain financial independence. And especially as Catholics, especially as stewards, it's our job to actively manage our, our resources. And money is one of them. And also, um, well, he talks also about, you know, differentiating between what's a need and what's a want. Right. Um, so, I mean, so what would you say in terms of, so, um, like, one of your tips for, well, you know, whenever you're able to save $100,000. Yep. I mean, so, you know, I know my thing is eating out. Like, that's right. pretty much, you know, that, that, that's 90% of my budget right there. Right. So what about... <laughs> Yeah, we can talk were, about that. Yeah, we can talk about that. But, but yeah, so what, what about, right. so what was, you know, in Austin, everybody eats out in Austin. I mean, you yep. know, I, I see every, like when I was a kid, you know, well, I'm like seven of seven, but like we never ate out. We had a, like, right. It was like a big, like, ooh, we're splurging. Yeah, exactly. And going now, out to talk about kids and they take forever in the line at Subway or whatever. Right. You know? and, and, uh, but yeah, so what, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, what things did you did you did you identify like okay, yeah, that's that's a need, that's a want. Okay. And like I don't I don't need that and I, you know, it's not going to get me to my goal. Like did you have you had things like that like okay. whatever women do with their shoes or whatever. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the thing that's very ironic is um right now especially in Austin, everyone jumps kind of on the trendy bandwagon, you know, literally like carrying these reusable grocery bags, like it's mandatory or yeah. going green, mandatory. you know, all that. No, I buy, but, I buy a new one every time, just, or I, or I shop in Westlake, so it's not, a, it's outside of the People's Republic of Austin, so you don't have to, but anyway, sorry. But, yeah, I mean, so almost in a sense, like minimalism is, is kind of in, yeah. but it, when, when it comes to our finances, people just don't think like that and so almost going back to just literally like a simple life um and I wanted to say two things because I know when people find out that you know I paid off you know $34,000 and I had this big nest egg they do automatically assume two things they think well okay she did it because she was probably banking like she probably made six figures or they think well she had absolutely no life (laughs) and like sat at home and did nothing and um, I do know that neither of those were true. I've made decent income, but nothing near six figures. Um, and then I definitely was not sitting at home. I, I mean, I do have a regular life. I've actually traveled. I've been to about 19 countries. So for me, I guess the, the basics of what I've done was from doing two things. Uh, the first thing is literally using cash for day-to-day purchases um, I do um, a little bit different than Dave Ramsey. I do weekly cash yeah. where I take out a set amount. I take out $120 and that's that's it. So for, you know, I get my groceries, you know, go get my gas for my car and then just hanging out with friends. Um, yeah, I got to pay my friends cash too sometimes. In like a buck or two just to hang out with me. Hang but out, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then. Um, they do a good job. <laughs> I don't pay my friends <laughs> to hang out with me. <laughs> or um, I guess, yeah, I'll do But then I guess the second thing that I've done is just having a plan. Yeah. Uh, having a plan for getting out of debt, having a plan for investing. I've already been saving for a couple years for my for my first house, and I'm still not going to be buying my first house for a couple more years. So yeah. just really having um, direction. And I... I teach people to have a chief financial officer mentality of like managing your money really like like a business. Okay. Now, it sounds like you're, you're your own accountability partner then, or do you have an accountability partner? Or, or I mean, Dave's big on that. So right, right. So I, I, I kind of have one, but uh, uh, but he, he, he talks about couples having, right. you know, being kind of working with each other. Exactly. Um, so. or, or are you your own accountability partner? Well, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not married, yeah. and so I know um, Dave's, a lot of his material is um, more lean towards, you know, people with families and yeah. all that, and yeah, I mean, I'm... That's where you can get your niche, you, you go after right. the, the, the angry loners, like exactly. I, well, I, angry. I you call everyone an angry loner that's not married. Uh, well, yes. Well, <laughs> not I, everyone's I, angry. I might be, be projected. <laughs> that's a Simpsons, that's a Simpsons reference, of course, so... <laughs> But no, right. sorry, yeah. Don't but, put me in the uh, box. After the, uh, <laughs> you go after, yeah, so, but, uh, okay, yeah, but, 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 right. you're good so, with being accountable to yourself, there, yeah. So. Yeah, um, I think, uh, well, actually, one of the driving reasons for me to get my financial house in order was for the hope of uh, my future family. Yeah. Um, especially, you hear a lot of um, girls, especially, who know that they want to be stay-at-home moms, yeah. and then they go out and they go to college, and then they take out twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars in student loans. And it's like, okay, you know, you want to be a stay-at-home mom. You're gonna make it really hard yeah. on whoever, <laughs> whoever you marry. Yeah, you're basically um, spending the money of the future husband. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Or, or, or you're spending your family's money. Right. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing, actually, as a single person, um, I mean, I would often view it as the, oh, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't have a family to be accountable to. Like, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm spending, but I'm, um, I, I don't have to worry about supporting right. people, right? So it's okay to spend a little more. But then it's like, well, yeah, but if you're looking to have a family in the future, right. it's like you're spending, you know, you're either saving or you're spending your family's, your future family's money. Right. right? So, yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. So what about... Um, 
Okay, so the the prosperity gospel in general. Okay. So we wanted to get a little bit of that. So that's I mean that's not that's not right. quite Dave that's not Dave Ramsey. Oh no, yeah. That's a whole other thing. Whole but, other yeah. And then, and then I've heard okay, Sam will talk about this that Catholics will go to the other side of like I'm a poverty gospel that it's oh, like, yeah. they have to avoid. And okay, there's one thing I want to clear up is that people talk about <laughs> there's a misquote in the Bible about okay. like the money is the root of all evil and that's not the quote. The love. Yeah, but it's also the, the love, love of money, money is the root of much evil. Right. Not all evil. So yeah, right. Because you know, so, there's plenty of other reasons for evil. So. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about prosperity, prosperity gospel. Go- okay, yeah. so basically what prosperity gospel, um, just almost a summary of it is basically um, if you're following Christ, you're following God, it's part of God's plan for his blessings to be poured out upon you. Yeah. And um, almost it even ties, like, the more you give, you know, God, you'll you'll financially grow as well, yeah. and there could be truth to that. But um, one thing my dad actually said a couple weeks ago in conversation is almost a, a really good test of um, is there truth within preaching is to ask if that message was also told to a completely different crowd. Um, say, for example, uh, the poorest of the poorest of the poorest um, people who don't have electricity, don't have, you know, running water, um, if they hear that same message, would it ring true? Yeah. And so if you're sitting in the middle of Africa and um, that same preacher is saying, okay, God's blessings are, are you follow Christ, you're going to be poured out with financial blessings. <laughs> and it's yeah, just like, right. okay, wait, where? wait what? what? Like, I'm never, I'm just not going to have running water. Like, yeah. this just isn't going to happen. So, I mean, conversely, that's like saying, well, you're, you're a sinner, so that's why you're poor. Exactly. So, and then it's the, it, it, the Old Testament view of it, right? Is right. That, is that, well, yeah, if you're rich, it's God blessing you. And if you're right. poor, it's just, that's just, you know, that's, I mean, it's like getting disease. That was the same right. thing disease. It's, it's just. Like, it's God's punishment. It's on you. not like, oh, I got cancer. I did something wrong. God's punishing me. You know, it's yeah. it's God. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Yeah. Not necessarily related to if you've done right or wrong. It's just, it just is what it is. Yeah, but it is. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, if we view it instead as as that, yeah, we're taking care of God's. This is God's money. We're being responsible. Right. Uh, it's not about us, um, and it's what we do with it. Also. Um, and Dave talks about that. that you, you, right. you can have rich people that um, use their money for good. That right. You know, aren't, right. aren't indulging with it. Right. So, yeah. Cool. I guess there's also just the natural consequences of yeah. how you spend your money or how you spend your time or anything. Yep. It's not necessarily punishment or praise. It's just this is what happens when you do this thing. Yep. And so I'm wondering if maybe that really comes from a kind of changed view, like the prosperity gospel is like, oh, well, if you are doing these good things, good things will happen to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's more of, well, you do these good things, and then there are natural consequences right. for doing those. Well, what about, um, uh, I, I remember uh, uh, now Bishop Sis, he talked about, um, he gave a talk on stewardship a couple, couple years ago, and he was talking about the reason, one of the reasons to live within your own means is so that you can be charitable. Um, and I think also, like, having a charitable mentality um, actually, Susie Orman talked about this, that even if you're really poor or you think you're poor, you should donate a little bit. Right. Uh, because it's still, because you're, you're if, if you don't donate anything, then you're saying, you're telling yourself that you're poor. Right. And if you're saying at least, yes, I have something, I can give something away and I can be charitable. Because if you get into, into if you get into a, um, a state where you're like, well, I'm not going to give while I'm poor, but I'll give, you know, when I'm richer. Right. Then that may never, that exactly. may never happen. Right. So it should be a it should be a habit, and it should be a um, the. I mean, I, I never thought of it in terms of that. Yeah, you need to uh, if you're living outside your means. Obviously, you're not going to want to be charitable, right? Well, okay. I kind of almost want to like take it back and just clarify exactly like what stewardship is. Yeah. Because um, I know for me growing up, I just remember every year or two, someone would come up and give a speech and it'd be kind of like, oh, be a good steward. That means like be a good person. You need to give money. And it's just like, wait, what? Um, And I guess for me, I feel like when you really, really understand what stewardship is and you wrap your mind around it, it should be a very essential uh, part of your life and how you live. 
And so stewardship, just to kind of get a little more in on, on what it is, back in the day, it actually was a job position. Yeah. A steward was a manager on a property who literally managed the property, uh, the finances, the day-to-day affairs. So to say in a word what a steward is, it literally is a, a manager. Yeah. And um, how it works is... You have to, this is going to offend some people, (laughs) but the idea behind stewardship is you own absolutely nothing. Like zip, zilch, nada. Yeah, you're a server. Like the iPhone you have is not yours. The iPad's not either. You own nothing. God owns everything. Your job is just to manage it. Yeah. And so. And it's a temporary position. Right. Is the the, the big thing. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know, for some reason, sometimes even Christians, though, we've forgotten to actively manage our money. Yeah. And it's more just like, oh, I'll swipe my credit card and, you know, figure out how to pay for it later. And we're not called to do that. We're called to manage (laughs) our money each month. Um, And that involves more than just the whole, I, I think people just jump to, oh, stewardship tithing. No, it means like actively managing, you know, tithe means take the first 10% from the top and yeah. give. But it's like, okay, as stewards, what do you do with that other 90%? And Dave Ramsey would say it's telling, it's telling your dollars where to go. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's his terms. Yep. Cool. Great. Um, all right. Well, it's cool having you on the show. And, uh, yes. It's been, it's been interesting. And we're going to talk... Um, yeah, well, I'll have to talk more about stewardship in different ways. Uh, another one is we'll get into eventually is like you know stewardship of time too. Yes, we talk about like time. We can talk about so. stewardship of your health. Do that or, too. Like yeah, that, could, that would be maybe my nutrition. That could be your your dangle. Then no, I will talk about gluten. Work that. Yeah, gluten. Well, yeah, we won't, we won't talk about gluten. It's all a scam anyway. So. That's funny. So, or multivitamins right. or whatever. Yeah, multivitamins too. Whatever the conspiracy theory they're, you they're, have is. Yeah, they're, Joe. they're a whole scam too. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. We'll take a break. That's the show for this week. I want to thank my number one fan, Juliana, for being on the show as my co-host. Juliana has a good laugh. We need to have her back on soon. And also thanks to Carly, or as we know her, Cash Money, for being on the show to talk about stewardship. And check out our new Amazon store at joespeople.com slash store, or just click over from our store link at joespeople.com. There's lots of cool books, music, and movies there. And we're going to be adding t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other collectibles soon. And I want to thank you for joining us for a mile or two in our walk with God. This is Joe Geisler saying goodnight and God bless from Austin, Texas.